guys, welcome back to the Malmash Spotlight Show. Today we have with us a really cool guest that I think is going to be a huge benefit to all of us, especially in this lovely digital age where SEO and your presence on the web is very, very important. So we have with us Brandon today. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and to explain to us um in some really hopefully simple ways of how we get you know seo working for us to help us out on the internet um thanks so much brandon yeah thanks for having me on today absolutely now brandon started his own company he's a ceo of his own optimizers um it's best engine optimizing company and he's got his own website i'll pull that up here soon so you guys can see what he does and some of his work, but he's going to go into explaining a lot about some of the really great benefits of having a presence on the web and how to get that. I think it's very ominous for some of us, and um, it's really great to have somebody that knows what they're talking about to share with us. So I'm excited about that. Um, now, Brandon, tell us a little bit of how you got into this type of field and the analytical side and everything like that. I just fell into it after I graduated from college, got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got was doing digital marketing for a company, helping out with like their SEO and social media, doing email marketing, running paid ads, doing a lot of different things for them. And I didn't really know much about it back then. They didn't know much about it either. They said they're going to take me to classes and workshops and let me learn alongside them. It's kind of interesting. And this is back in 2007. And that's where I kind of realized, like, I think everyone's going to have a website in the future. And this digital thing is probably a way to go to get traffic. And SEO is a way to get free traffic. So I really focused on the SEO side of things. I'm just trying to get that free traffic. Everything I mentioned works, but the free traffic is always the best long-term strategy. So that's really what I focused on over the years is just trying to figure out ways to get that free traffic, working at different advertising agencies, working at mom and pop shops, and Fortune 500 companies and everything in between. And Right now, I'm my own company where I specifically focus on SEO and do a little bit of paid ads and social media, but try to work on that free traffic for everybody. I love that. I'm I'm about the free traffic for sure, especially when it comes to Google ads and some of the ads out there. It's expensive, right? For you know, not necessarily a, a large turnout, um, especially with so much content that's being produced over the entire internet. Um, and you had talked about you know creating that 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 getting that free content and everything and how sometimes the companies or google and some of these other companies make it difficult so that you spend the money on the free like the on their ads um and i know i've got a, a cousin who works in um, advertisement as well and so it is kind of a money-making thing as far as that goes but i'm excited to learn about the seo and how that can be help out um get you some free traffic. Um, so why is SEO so important? And what does SEO stand for? SEO stands for search engine optimization, which means optimizing your website for the different search engines out there. So if you're searching on Google or whatever search engine, there's website, there's ads at the top, but right below the ads are the free listings, so organic. That's what SEO is all about is getting your website in the free listing. So you're not spending money on ads, but you're showing up when people search for your keywords. And nowadays, a lot of people are searching on Google. And if you're not on that first page of Google, your competitors are probably there capturing that traffic. So 
being on that first page of Google or being where your audience is at. That's really the main thing is knowing who your audience is and where are they and how can I put myself in front of them at the right time? That's really the main thing with digital is just trying to be at the right time at the right place. And that just means kind of stepping back as a business owner and trying to think, where is my audience? Are they going to be on Google? Are they going to be on Yelp? Are they going to be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, wherever they might be. But usually the first starting point is probably going to be Google for the most part, but every business is different. Every website's different. It's not really a one size fits all. Yeah, every business has a little bit of a different um, poll and their audience is going to be a little bit different. So it's always good to know, you know, what's what's going to be, um, what are going to be the keywords that work best? And so we talked a little bit about the keywords and everything. What are some ways that people can find keywords to help with their SEO on their, their content on their website? I, think I would spy on your competitors. That's going to be the easiest way to do it is just go into Google, search for your keywords and see who's on that first page of Google, that's your competition. Even if it's not your competitor, like if it's like an Amazon or Wikipedia, and you're like, that's not my competitor, but if they're showing up on that first page of Google for your keywords, that is your competition online. Skip over the ads, but look at the organic, the free listings, and look at the blue clickable link. And that's where everyone is putting their keywords. So that's where you could kind of quickly spy on your competitors and see where they're putting, it's called the SEO title tag. That's where everyone puts their keywords. And that's where you could quickly see like, what is everyone using? You, you'll probably see some patterns where everyone's gonna probably use like a singular or a plural version, or it's gonna be similarities where you could take those keywords. What I would do is take all those keywords that you see and make a list of them. And then you could throw them in different tools that show you how many people actually search for that keyword every single month, because you just wanna double check and make sure those keywords are good. And I would also just like make a list of like as many keywords as possible that you could think off the top of your head keep searching for as many different keywords as possible on Google and just see what other people are using. And then you throw in the different tool or the tool, it's called the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google that will show you how many people search for that keyword every single month. So then you can say, okay, this singular, like this keyword, like maybe blue shoes gets 20,000 searches, but blue shoe only gets 500 searches. So you're like, maybe I should go for the shoes versus the singular version. but you have to do the keyword research because you never know. It might be the other way around. So you don't want to just guess at what keywords to use. You want to actually look at the data and the Google Keyword Planner is going to show you all that information for free and it's going to help out a lot. How, where would you suggest, are there any specific platforms that you would suggest using for helping with the keyword search? Well, the Google or Keyword Planner you know, like whatever, um, or even looking at how your SEO is performing overall or. Yeah, there's a bunch of different tools. You want to track everything using analytics and data. So there's like Google analytics. It's a free tool from Google that will show you all the data about your website traffic, how many people are coming to your website, which pages get the most traffic, which pages get the most traffic, but also have the most people leaving immediately. So you get a bunch of data over there, but that's just going to tell you everything about your website. If you want to know about SEO specifically, then there's another tool that Google gives you. It's called Google Search Console. It's another free tool from Google, and that's going to show you everything you want to know about your SEO performance, what keywords you're ranking for currently, what position you're in, if there's any errors on your website, like if your website's not mobile friendly or loads slowly. So they're going to look at all this kind of technical stuff and give you more of a technical analysis, but also they'll show you your keywords. That's where the main thing is 
Google Search Console will show you, well, only the top thousand keywords. They're not going to show you everything, but still, at least they'll show you some keywords, which is great. And that helps you see, like, are all the keywords I'm ranking for completely irrelevant? Maybe I need to fix content on my website or are all the keywords really good, but I'm not ranking. Maybe I'm page nine. So I got to figure out why I'm on page nine and try to push myself up those rankings. But Or maybe you're on page one, but you're position number nine. So you're on that first page of Google, but you're at the bottom now. Let's like try to push it up because you're already on that first page of Google. That's close to getting to the top. A little bit of boost in the SEO will push you up there. What if you have a niche that's weird or a website that's not the most searched thing? How can you, how can you find, you know, you just want to obviously look for those keywords that are searched the most, but what if you're, you know, it's obviously it's going to depend on what your business is, right? So you're going to want to look at your competitors, but what general things would you want to look for besides just the keywords that go with your business? Are there any ones that specifically would help a business stand out or does that hurt a business kind of like a hashtag on a social media account type thing? If it's not the, you know, if it doesn't match with what you're doing. No, yeah. I mean, if people aren't searching for your product or service, if you have something really unique and obscure, then sometimes you have to drive awareness to that keyword, maybe doing like PR or social media is a great way because if no one's searching for it, there's not much you can do with SEO unless there's another variation or some, way to spin it in a new way that you write a blog post about your product or service or the keyword in there. And then you show how it's similar to a higher search volume keyword. So you try to like capitalize off that normal keyword, but spinning in a way that resonates with your audience, but it is a little tricky. If you don't have a search volume, then social is a great way to kind of build that visibility and exposure because people aren't searching on social media. I mean, some people do, but most people aren't really searching on social media. So you build a brand, you build that presence, you build that authority, and people aren't going to be searching necessarily for your keywords or your hashtags. Some people might, and then it's all about kind of like the same thing with SEO. If no one's searching for it, you got to drive awareness. And you don't want to just use random keywords that have nothing to do with what you're doing because you're going to get traffic, but they're going to leave immediately. You want targeted keywords, targeted hashtags. And if you're sending the wrong traffic to your page, then it's going to have negative signals to all these websites. And... It's not going to look good. Like if people go to your website and leave immediately, that sends Google a signal saying maybe this website's not the most relevant. So you have to be careful. You want to just send traffic to get traffic. It's not going to, it's not a means to an end. Traffic is just a starting point. Once you get traffic to your website, then you got to figure out how to convert them into client, to sale, phone call, email, whatever it may be. But that part is tricky. Yeah. How long should a person who's visiting stay on your website what would be what's the best obviously you don't want a high bounce rate so what's the best you know sweet spot for somebody to spend on your your website i mean depending on what you are obviously a blog is going to be different from some tech company's website yep like if they're a blogger you probably want them staying on a long time reading blog posts if you're a dentist you probably only want them there for a couple like a minute, maybe you don't want them reading too many pages because that's not what you want them to do. You want them to contact you. If you're an mm-hmm. e-commerce website, you probably just want them there for like a minute or two, anything longer than that. They're just browsing and reading, but if it's a high ticket item, they might need some more time to like, if they're buying a car, they're not just going to buy it within a minute or two, they're probably going to do some more research. So just really kind of depends on your audience and who you're targeting and kind of what type, how 
expensive. If it's an expensive product or service, it's going to take a lot more time on your website to really build that trust up and get them to want to reach out to you or get them to even want to inquire more about your product or service. But it just depends. It's not really one size fits all. Like some websites, you just want them there for like 30 seconds. Some websites, you want them there for 30 minutes learning as much as they can. But, but yeah, right. just depends on your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't want them to just completely leave either too quickly because then it tells Google that you're not so they're not the correct audience for you. Well, we're going to share your website and I want you to talk a little bit about your business, how you got started um, and your optimizer. How, uh, you know, what is your what is your avatar? Like, who do you who do you like to work with? No, I like to help with small, medium sized businesses trying to figure out where that disconnect is between them and their competitors with their SEO and trying to just figure out how we could get them to where their competition is, looking at their keywords, looking at their backlinks, looking at because SEO, everything's transparent. I can see what you're doing. You can see what I'm doing. There's nothing hidden. So it's kind of just looking at your competitors, seeing what they've done and trying to incorporate those strategies into your own website. Absolutely. It's basically trying to, you know, this is a really huge opportunity, guys, to reach out to Brian, um, Brandon, because he's got ways that if you can get your search and your website up to the top, like he said on that first page of Google, I mean, not too many of us go farther on Google unless we're looking for something really obscure or, I don't know, buying Christmas presents or something to that extent. Usually we're going to Amazon, right? Um, but it, it's really important, especially since there's so much content out there, to always be the one that flows to the top. And if you can do it without spending the money on a an ad that puts you there um, and costs a ton of money in the process, um, it's you know really great just to be able to have the opportunity to increase your how many times your search or how many times somebody lands on your website um, and gets that gets to see what you are and who you are. Now, Brandon, how much do reviews have with a company or your website? Um, how does that play into your SEO overall? I know it probably does. A little bit. So like reviews aren't the most important. Like if you search for like in Google right now, if you search for like a restaurant, like Italian food or a local business, or like a plumber, you might see on Google maps, the first position, might have five reviews. The second one might have 25 reviews. The third one could have 200 reviews. So it doesn't necessarily mean the more reviews you have, the higher you're going to rank on Google Maps or Yelp or any of these platforms. They don't really care too much about the, the number of reviews. For people, for us, we want to see a higher number count for people. But for Google's algorithm or Yelp and sites like that, even like Amazon, they're not really looking at the number of reviews. They're looking for keywords and reviews. So if someone leaves me a review saying like, Brandon was the best. He helped me out so much. I highly recommend him. It gives me a five-star review. That's good. But it doesn't really help too much for my rankings. If someone says, I live in Los Angeles. I was looking for an SEO company. I found one in Santa Monica. They helped me rank for all my keywords in Google. So you're putting all these keywords in there like Los Angeles, SEO, company, Santa Monica. Putting all those keywords in there, that really helps out. So putting keywords. It's tough because you can't really put keywords in reviews because people are writing reviews. You don't know if they're going to write a review or not. But someone says, I'm so happy I'm going to write you a review. You can tell them, hey, maybe try to put a couple keywords in there. But 
technically you're not supposed to ask for reviews from people. So you can't just be like, Hey, cue out a review and put all these keywords in there. But if you do know someone is going to write one, you get just kind of like hinted and be like, Hey, if you don't mind, can you try to throw a keyword in there or two, like the city that you're located in or the service that you're offering, that's going to really help out a lot. That's awesome. How often would you suggest refreshing the content on your website to stay viable? Just depends how, if it changes, like I started doing digital marketing in 2007, it was called internet marketing back then. So all <laughs> over my website is called internet marketing. Then it shifted to digital marketing. So I had to go in and revamp that. But in general, you don't really need to change it too much unless maybe you have an article from 2013. You might want to add like a little bit of content to it that updates it. Google looks at how fresh your content is, how recently it's been updated. So if you have a blog post that's really good and informative, but it's from five years ago, Google might not show it compared to someone else that wrote something a year ago. But if you go in and just, even if you just add a sentence or add an extra word, that's enough for Google to recrawl it re-index it and think that it's not a new article, but it's been updated. So that's one thing that if you have old content, you might want to revamp it, but changing keywords and all that stuff isn't too necessary unless trends change, patterns change, and how people talk or search for those keywords. But in general, for the most part, things don't change too often, but there are trends that you kind of have to stay up to date with and try to just be on top of it. So it really comes down it comes down mainly, you know, I think a lot of companies and that are working on SEO or come at you and they talk about, oh yeah, reviews or landing on the pages. It really does come down what you're saying to the keywords, you know, how often something is searched. It's almost like a hashtag. It's a popular trending hashtag or whatever that's on social media. It connects that, you know, highly searched item to, you know, what your website is and helps to bring that up. Yep. Yep. So like keywords are almost the same thing as hashtags. It's the more words you search for in Google, the less people are going to be searching for that keyword or searching for that product or service, but the more targeted it is. Like if you're just trying to rank for the word like women's shoes, that's really generic in Google. There's no real intent behind that. Someone searching for women's shoes can wonder like, what are the different styles of women's shoes? What are women's shoes? What do they look like? There's a million different things. It doesn't necessarily mean they want to buy women's shoes, but if someone searches for like women's high heel red size seven shoes, that's a really long search. Not many people are going to be searching for it, but the people searching for it have that intent that they know exactly what they're looking for, what color, what size, they're ready to make a purchase. Same with hashtags. Like if you're just putting a hashtag on your website or social media, I mean, like if you're putting the hashtag like podcast, that's really general. It doesn't really have any intent behind it. I mean, too many different things. A lot of people are going to be searching for it, but half the people that are searching for it don't care about your podcast because they're just looking for other things. But if you use the word like, if you're doing like a business podcast, put like business podcast, or if it's for fashion, you put like fashion podcast or whatever it may be. But the more words you use, the less people are going to be searching for it, but the people searching for it actually care about your product or service. And that's the main thing is we're not just trying to get followers or get traffic just to get traffic because that doesn't do anything. You could have a million followers on Instagram, but if they're not buying from you or doing anything, it doesn't really do much for you. Same with like your website traffic. If you're getting thousands of people to your website every single month, but no one's converting, then you got to figure out what's going on and how can I fix that? That's awesome. Well, that's cool. I, I always love learning, you know, more about the whole side of the internet because it's, it's so omnia. Sometimes it seems like there's like an algorithm that you can't beat sometimes, but 
when you find out, you know, things like what you're sharing and stuff, it really does make it easier. And it's nice to, to get that free help in a way where you can get ahead of the other content that's out there and surface to the top a little bit more. I've always been interested when you do a search and you come across this random website that's not necessarily really big or it's a picture or something, but because they use the right keywords, they ended up in the front page or they became that, you know, so it's, it is really interesting. So I appreciate you sharing that. And is there any last things that you'd like to share about your business or SEO or anything um, that you'd like to share? Oh yeah. Well, unfortunately, everything I just said doesn't really matter without what are called backlinks. So Google's not going to really rank a website without backlinks. Backlinks are other websites talking about you. So if you're reading an article on like the New York Times and it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on that word Brandon Leibowitz and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from the New York Times. Mm -hmm. The more websites that mention you, the more trust Google's going to give to you. And then they look at the keywords on your website to figure out what keywords to rank you for but doesn't work the other way around. So you need to build backlinks. That's really what moves websites up. So if you're seeing a random site on that first page of Google, it's primarily because of the backlinks. Also the keywords support it, but the backlinks are what gets Google to trust you. And then once Google trusts you, they look at the keywords to figure out what to rank you for. But just putting keywords all over your website isn't really gonna move the needle, unfortunately, without those backlinks, Google just doesn't trust anybody. So basically the backlinks give you a little bit more of authority on the internet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It builds up that trust. It's like a popularity contest. It's like, oh, the New York Times is voting for Brandon saying we trust his website. So the more websites that mention you, the more trust you're going to be able to get from Google. And that's going to really move you up those rankings because Google just looks at every website says, we don't trust you. Like you got to think of like the dark web and all these weird sites out there. Google's kicked off half the websites off the internet because of shady stuff. So they just look at you and think you're automatically a dark web type of website. That's where you have to prove to Google, no, 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 I'm a real business. I'm credible, trustworthy, legitimate business. I'm not scamming people, stealing people's information, doing some weird shady things. I'm trying to just be a business, but Google just says, okay, we see that. But unfortunately too many people have said that to us before. And then once we rank them, they just flip from being like a doctor to like a pornography site or some weird stuff like that, which happens all the time and google's like we don't want that to happen because we want to pride ourselves on having good quality search results so the backlinks are really what moves the needle and gets google to trust you more well, that's another reason to keep your like inner um your website secure too so you don't get hackers that come in and completely take over your website make sure your uh, scripts are all up to date now are there such things as bad backlinks because i have heard that as well yeah so it used to be the more backlinks high you'd rank. If I had 100 backlinks and you had 200 backlinks, you would rank higher than me. But then Google, well, Google changes their algorithm every single day. And Google saw that a lot of people are just gaming the system with these backlinks. So now they're saying we want quality, not quantity. So if I have 100 backlinks and you have 200 backlinks, but my backlinks are higher quality, then I'm going to rank higher than you. So it's not really the number of backlinks, but it's the number of high quality backlinks. And what's a quality backlink to Google? Quality backlink means it comes from a relevant website. So if I'm like a mechanic, an auto body mechanic, and I'm getting a backlink from a dentist, that looks a little weird. Like why is a dentist linking out the mechanic? But if this auto body shop is getting another mechanic or a car company or anything related to automobiles or cars, and that's somewhat related, that's what Google wants to see. So relevancy is really important. So you have to be careful because if you build the wrong type of backlinks, instead of ranking higher, 
you're actually dropped out of rankings. So you gotta be very, that's one part that you have to be very, very careful with is getting backlinks, building backlinks. You don't wanna just go on like Fiverr or buy some backlinks. Anywhere where it's too good to be true or too cheap, it's usually for a reason. It's not gonna help you out. It's probably gonna hurt you in the long run. So gotta be very, very careful with the backlinks. Yeah, backlinks can drop you down pretty good. Um, I've experienced that. And I think some people don't even realize that it happens. They just get uh, backlinked. Because I think what you were saying, how people are just getting links to each other's companies, the, the more the merrier. And I think that was, you know, what's ha was happening. And it just ended up dropping um, the site as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a huge... <laughs> All these wonderful little things that go into creating your uh, authority on the internet is um, definitely always good to learn. I mean, yeah. What other things would you like to share, Brandon? Well, that is the most important is the backlinks and the content are the two really important things for your website. There's a lot of things with SEO. It's like a puzzle. There's a ton of pieces to it, but some pieces are a lot bigger than others. And the content on your website, having good original content on every single page on your website, and then having the backlinks really moves you up those rankings. There's a lot of other variables in it, but those two things alone have a significant impact on the rankings. And the best SEO though, a lot of people just want that instant gratification, want those results immediately, but it does take time. So just be patient with SEO. It takes time, it's not immediate. You'll start moving up over time, but just don't get discouraged if you don't see yourself moving up within the first couple months. It takes about six months on average. Every website is different, so sometimes it could take longer. Sometimes it could be quicker, but in general, it takes about six months to see some traction from Google. It's almost like a credit score. <laughs> it's like a credit score for the, the web. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Brandon, for sharing all this. I know that everybody um, is always looking for new ways to help boost, uh, especially their visibility on today's oversaturated content uh, platforms. So I really appreciate you sharing all that. And you guys reach out to Brandon. He uh, has a, is a wealth of information and you can find him um, on his website and also on Facebook, social media. Where else can we find you, Brandon? Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So everyone that's listening or watching today, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com. That's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that gift there and all my contact information as well. That's awesome. I'm going to pop it up here. SEOoptimizers.com slash gift. And uh, you guys definitely want to check out Brandon. Uh, go and support him. Find him on social media. Reach out to him. Search him. And I'm sure you can find him on the first page, which you can. I've already checked that out. So awesome. And uh, thanks so much, Brandon. Guys, we'll see you back here next time on Malabash Media Show. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day.